Welcome to the Loud Thinker Podcast, hosted by the Loud Thinker. That's me. Here you will listen to conversation from a Black, opinionated woman, which makes me a bow. Conversations will range from highly inflammatory topics such as politics, race, current events, you name it. What you will get are my thoughts, my opinions, my feelings, because I am free from groupthink. So get comfy and enjoy the Loud Thinker experience. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of The Loud Thinker. I am your host, The Loud Thinker. Today's uh, episode is titled, Side-Eyeing Personal Finance Peeps. Okay, so uh, for those of you who may follow me, you know that I also like to follow some of the uh, personal finance uh, bloggers. Um, I don't like to call out specific people. Um, I think I like to let people just make their own opinions about who they follow and the advice, etc. So anyway, I think the title in itself is a little provocative, okay? And sometimes I like to be a little provocative. So I just want to make sure I clarify, I am not a personal finance blogger, although I probably could have been. So yeah, and basically I am a fan most of the time. Um, I like to think of myself as a relatively um, astute individual when it comes to finances. Okay. Um, And and don't get me wrong. I have learned a lot from, I guess, uh, our experts in the field. And I don't how you define expertise. I don't know. But anyway, I have learned a lot by following some of these uh, personal finance bloggers. All right. So, but just sit tight. I'll get to my side, um, side eyedness <laughs> in a second. Um, I, after consuming much of the information that they have put out there, uh, it gave me a reason to uh, reevaluate other areas in my life. Okay. So, although I did a pretty decent job of maintaining my finances, um, I, I learned a lot. Um, but it made me reevaluate other areas, um, you know, reconnecting spiritually. Cause sometimes we just kind of like, just get, get off, um, kilter. Um, it made me start thinking about like my health objectives. Not that I was grossly unhealthy, but I've put on a couple pounds, you know, so I got to get rid of some of these vanity pounds, but, and, and then again, just my overall financial health. So when I started um, looking into all areas of my life, and this was actually pre-pandemic, by the way, um, I recognized I needed to do a little bit of spring cleaning. And so I think I just dubbed all of that as part of being in a midlife crisis. So I think when I started looking at things, I I just kind of like double clutched on um, my financial goals. Okay. Um, and I think part of it was because I feared that when I started really focusing on the financial aspect of what was going on in my life, uh, my concern was it was going to pull me away from God or, you know, just separate me from God, which was kind of silly, but sometimes I can get hyper-focused. So, um, I felt like in some ways guilty because when you look around, there are people out here who are hurting. Um, and I started feeling a little bit guilty. Um, and, and, and I don't know if that was guilt conviction. I don't, I don't know. 
but I was carrying that around because even though I saw that people were hurting yet I wanted to increase my financial um, status so to speak and I don't even know if I want to call it status but financial healthiness Um, because my biggest thing is I wanted to be able to engage in generational wealth transfer with my children Um, for those who know me they know um, I have four children and a husband and a diva cat so you know our goals is to make sure that we engage in this type of generational wealth transfer so years ago I I was uh, I had subscribed to several uh, people and the the personal finance bloggers um, and and I had tuned into that whole fire movement and so for those of you who who don't know what that is if you've been living under a rock or in some sort of bubble um, fire um, it stands for financially independent retiring early so you know, those who are participating in this fire movement are, are seeking to accumulate enough savings and investments to basically effectively retire at any time and have what they call FU money. So as I had looked to um, change some things, I was looking at my, my strategies. Um, I started learning more about uh crowdfunding REITs or REITs, you know, um, I was looking at backdoor Roth conversions and, you know, the 4% withdrawal, withdrawal, I cannot say withdrawal, withdrawal (laughs) rates for if you wanted to retire early. So it, it sounded a little bit like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, but yes, it was the Roth um, backdoor Roth conversions, you've got the REITs or REITs, um, real estate um, investment trusts. That's what that that is. And, and, and all of these withdrawal rates. So I was like consuming hordes of financial information. Um, and my husband has always been really good with finances, but every once in a while I would drop a little nugget on him. So anyway, I felt like several years ago and I really started like re-evaluating my personal finances um I don't know I felt like it was holding me accountable so yeah I was doing all the right things but I I I wanted to like dig deeper so here's where I start side-eyeing a little bit what they don't tell you is that four percent thing you know when you retire early and if you withdraw at a four percent uh rate let me just say this in the fire in the fire community what they say is the four percent rule is a basically a rule of thumb that's that is used to determine how much a retiree should with with withdraw from a retirement account each year so this rule seeks to provide a steady income a steady stream of income to the retiree while also maintaining an account balance that keeps income flowing through your retirement okay so the experts consider the four percent withdrawal rate to be safe as the withdrawals will consist primarily of interest and dividends now that is a long that is a mouthful i had gotten that from investopedia and by the way much of what i'm talking about was based off of a blog that i had written about i think like a year or two ago all right so i just want to put it out there that four percent thing 
I don't know if they're necessarily living true to the 4% rule because um, there was this uh, quote, uh, I, I found this on, I think it was on Pinterest. It says, once I catch you in a lie, it makes me question everything you say. So you have these people who are in the fire movement who are talking about, you know, they have retired and you want to live off of 4% of your income. But what they're not telling you is check this out. These people who have retired early, and I'm not saying all of them, but many of them, they're not telling you that they are also generating additional income. Okay, now I want you to let that one just kind of like sit there for a second. Catch that. They are actually generating additional income. So a lot of them are out there are earning all this extra income from their blogs and all of these embedded um, affiliate links and you know, whatever. And so I just kind of felt like they're not really retired. What they're doing is they have a second job. That is a second job. So they went from quitting maybe their cush um, financial position or whatever they had to really working on their blogs and whatever else i don't know maybe they're calling it um extra income or pass- i don't i don't think it's passive income i think it's active income they're actively doing all this blogging and promoting their blogs and everything else bringing in money see so that four percent withdrawal rate yeah they might be getting that but they're getting other money they're not living off of the four percent lies you tell so I don't want anybody con- to consider me some sort of hater and I most certainly am not knocking what they're doing. However, I, I, I just kind of feel like they're not being honest. They're not being transparent. Okay. So, you know, I just kind of feel like they're going through all of this blogging and, and whatever, running their classes and all this other stuff. That is active income. It's not passive income where, you know, it's just something that's just coming in. This is active. Anyway, they see living frugally as a badge of honor. Like, you know, I, I liken it to like eating, you know, a can of beans and living in like a little hut. So... Um, they're doing this whole like glamorizing this whole like frugal living thing and I get it you know you do want to like pull back but I'm not interested in having like this really poor quality of life just to say that I retired now everybody's needs are different but what I don't want to do is live in a hovel but I'm like but oh I'm, I'm retired right like everybody's threshold is different so I don't know how much you, at what cost, at what cost are we doing the whole 4% withdrawal rate um, just to reach this minimum um, of, I, I don't know, like whatever that, that, that threshold is for you to retire. Yeah. I'm not really about that life. Like literally I'm not about that life. So they're like talking about all the travel hacking and everything else. And I got it. I got it. But yeah, I'm not about that life. I just feel like they're not being transparent. A lot of them are not being transparent though. So um, this is the other thing that they don't talk about. A lot of these people, not all, so I don't, I feel like I shouldn't have to caveat, caveat anything, but many of them, the ones who were able to reach FIRE, remember FIRE is financial independence, retiring early. 
What they're not talking about is the fact that many of them are high earners. Okay. Now, I know everybody's definition of high earning is is different, but the average person, okay, not living here, I live here in the DMV. So the average person not living in a metropolitan area such as DMV or out in California or out in the tri-state area, which is what we call uh, New Jersey, New York, um, and uh, I guess Connecticut, right? Because I'm actually from New Jersey too. <laughs> but, you know, if you're not living in these metropolitan areas, um, and that's not to say that you can't earn a high income, but generally speaking, most people aren't earning the this, this, this high income. So you've got people out there who may have worked as some sort of financial person or whatever. Well, yeah, like they're going to have a much better chance at retiring within 10 to 15 years um, out of college. So they're depicting this whole glamorous, this, this whole thing about reaching in financial independence and like they're freaking a martyr. Like, oh yeah, we had to suffer and save a significant portion of our income. I'm like, well, if you're making I'm just going to throw out numbers, $150,000, $250,000 a year. It makes it a lot easier to save significant portions of your income versus somebody who is making $50,000 a year. Okay, so let's put this in perspective. This is why I side-eye some of these personal finance people. They're not being honest because they're not they're not being transparent about their money, like it's not just the 4%, at least the fire people I'm going to talk about. They're not being transparent. They're not being transparent regarding like the kind of people who were able to reach this independence, right? Like I said, high income earners have a much better chance at retiring within 10 to 15 years out of college. I'm not saying that this is chiseled in stone, but I'm just saying in general. And yes, I'm sure there are edge cases out there. I'm not talking about the edge case. So these personal finance bloggers are going to have you believe that if you make 40K a year, you can retire in 10 plus years. I'm like, maybe if you live in like the middle of nowhere and I don't know, you want to eat beans and, and ramen and then it, it, I guess it could be possible. So I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, you know, one of the things that um, a lot of these personal finance bloggers don't talk about is the fact that uh, a lot of them are are in a situation where maybe they don't have to take care of parents. Um, there's, there's a situation where maybe they have been gifted in some way, shape or form, uh, a place to stay. Maybe they didn't have any student loans that they're not having children or whatever. Um, I just find that the mentality, I, I just feel like they're not being intellectually honest with this whole personal finance things. I side eye these jokers. I just feel like, you know, it's when they're speaking, it's almost haughty. It's coming from a very privileged point of view. A lot of them, like I said, like if you're a high income earner, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot easier to retire early. 
Okay, it's a lot easier to say, oh, I'm going to sacrifice a significant portion of my income. If you're making 200K a year, it's a lot easier to sacrifice uh, a portion of your income and put it into savings and investments versus somebody who's making 50K a year. I'm like, get out of here with that. I think, okay, so I talked about the income. I'm talking about the fact that there's streams of income, right? It's not like it's even passive income. This is active income. This is something that they are actively doing to bring in money, whether it's their blog, selling a book, selling a course. Like if they were at least being intellectually honest and saying, hey, this is helping to offset or to help in my retirement, whatever. But I feel like they're like, oh yeah, you need to, then they talk about retirement early. I'm like, get out of here. They are like doing too much. They don't talk about the fact many of them have some sort of generational income or wealth or whatever from their parents. Like I said, if they are um, gifted with a home or a car, no loans, not taking care of people, whatever it is, they're, they're just not being honest. They're not being honest. So I, I, I like to say this. Um, I don't know. I, I find that many of them, not all, but many of them are so tone deaf. They're tone deaf. I don't knock them for not wanting to have children or whatever it is. But I think that I just find like many of them don't, I I don't know. I feel like they they don't, they don't want to establish roots. They don't, they, they seem almost selfish, right? Like, they don't want a home. They don't want kids. They don't care about generational wealth transfer. They're really just into them. It's a very me, me, me kind of mentality. They constantly talk about freedom. They they, they, they don't want responsibility. And I, and I get it. But I feel like when you listen to them, it's a very tone deaf kind of um, conversation. It is. Anyway, so I just find many of them are selfish. Um, I never hear some of these staunch supporters talk about being of service or giving back with all this newfound wealth and, and, and time. You know, they this me, me, me mentality, sometimes it just sounds really angry. You know, sounds very angry. They're talking about like, don't own a home, you know, and I get it because in some time, in some some circumstances maybe it doesn't make sense but what I don't like is when they tell people not to own a home especially black people when if you look at it historically home ownership has been the biggest contributor to generational wealth okay so anyway I don't hear much warmth coming from them um I don't hear much warmth in the content that they are delivering and I have to just blame myself for assuming that they gave a you-know-what about anybody else. It's almost like they're bragging. I don't know. So what I don't hear too much is them talking about the long-term effects of what happens with you retiring early. So, okay, let's say you're doing this whole traveling thing. A lot of them talk about travel hacking. And then what? At some point, then what? 
what is your sense of purpose? What are you doing? We're not going to even get into this whole when people start talking about moving into some of these low cost areas, what the effects of geo arbitrage is. Now, I did learn some of that by paying attention to some of these other um, personal finance bloggers, but and they brought up some really good information. And perhaps that's another discussion for an, another time. But we don't talk about what the effects of geo arbitrage is. You know, going into these low cost areas and, you know, actually effectively driving up the cost on a local population. You know, they keep the money within their small communities, but it's not like it's really benefiting everybody there. Um, I mean, we can get into that another time. So a lot of them start to sound the same. A lot of them are very tone deaf. A lot of them, um, I think even the way they refer to women in this space, it's just a lot for me to take in. So like I said, I'm not saying everybody's like this. I just thought many of them were. Um, I think that whole personal uh, finance um, community, they have a lot of information and it's some really good information out there. Um, And my eyes were open to some other possibilities. Um, I like to think of myself as a highly educated person who has been really good with um, her finances um, and, and just, you know, exposed to some other options. However, I do feel like many of these personal finance bloggers are not being transparent regarding the realities of their retirement. The truth is they are working. They are working. It's just on their, their blog or whatever it is that they're doing. So perhaps because I have been, you know, trained to question many things, you know, as a professional, I just tend to look at certain situations with a side eye and I'm not proud of my skepticism, but it allows me to view things with a level of measured scrutiny. All right, guys, thank you for listening to me. Give my two cents on some of these personal finance uh, bloggers. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back soon. That's it, my fellow thinkers. Thanks for tuning in to the Loud Thinker podcast. Whether good or bad takes, one thing is certain, they are my takes. Remember, I am free from groupthink and something tells me you are too. If you want to hear more from me, my Twitter and Instagram handles are the Loud Thinkers with an S. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.